Hello, Guitar Smarts listeners. This is an important announcement. Please don't skip ahead. We start this podcast with a special message. Way back in 2021, Guitar Smarts had the pleasure of interviewing the utterly fantastic Matt Long. Matt is a multiple award-winning British blues guitarist and lead singer of the British blues band Catfish and hard rock outfit The Revenant Ones. He joined us for episode number 20 and was a truly gracious guest who spoke about his career, his childhood, guitars and meetings his hero, Joe Bonamassa. Well, Matt needs your help. Through 2023, Matt has been undergoing treatment for bowel cancer, and his recent prognosis has meant that to extend his life and retain a chance of survival, he needs to seek private treatment outside of the NHS. Matt's family have set up a GoFundMe page that is linked in the Guitar Smarts link tree in the description of this podcast. And we at the Guitar Smarts podcast would like to invite each and every listener to consider donating towards this fund that could well save the life of one of the brightest guitar talents of our generation. Now is the time, folks. Head on over to the link in the description to find the GoFundMe page. Donate what you can. Your donation could save a life. Thank you. Enjoy the podcast. But not only do, does it does it have build your own Stratocaster, it also comes with a sixty five Princeton Reverb amp oh to build with it. It's a it's a set. <laughs> it's a it's a set. I love the fact there's a picture the of a guy who's just built it looking down the neck as if he's checking like twist on the neck or or something like that, and just making sure it's set up fret level properly. Uh, I mean, that I is so pretty incredible. One of those. That is pretty cool. Uh, Greetings! Welcome to another Guitar Smarts podcast. Thanks for downloading. Uh, this week, Kieran and I are having a bit of a catch-up, chit-chat, just general shooting the breeze. But mainly we're discussing uh, pedal boards, and in particular, my pedal board, which I have again rebuilt. And I uh, decided to make some changes and change my rig again. And believe it or not, since doing this podcast, I'm planning on changing some things again already. But isn't that the life of a guitarist? But we're also having a chat about some general guitar equipment news as well so some new interesting products that are out on the market um come and speak to us on our social media pages let us know what new equipment is interesting you um currently at the moment and what you plan to buy and what you want to do with your rigs it's always good to hear from you speaking of social media pages you can find us on facebook at facebook.com forward slash guitar smarts and you can find us on instagram as well um at guitar underscore smarts and as well if you want to help us out on the guitar smart podcast then please rate and review our podcast and I've made it easy for you there are some links in the show notes for the podcast that take you right to the places where you can leave a rating and a review for the podcast and that really helps us to get into the years of more people searching for guitar related podcasts anyway that's enough from me let's get to it Hello, Kieran, mate. How are you doing? Yeah, good. Good, buddy. I've got a little bit of a cold today, so forgive me if I sound a little bit nasal, um, but I'm in good spirits. I'm not letting it get me down. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm looking forward to our little chat today. I've no idea what we're going to chat about. I think it's going to be a whole mixture of stuff, which is going to be cool. But um, yeah, yeah, I'm good, pal. I'm good, pal. How are you? How's your week yeah. been? Yeah, good. Busy. It's busy, like you say. I mean, I've got a day off today, so as always with my right. work, if I have to take a day off, then I tend to have to compact a week's worth of work down into to four days kind of thing but otherwise yeah i'm all good i'm all good looking forward to a drive down to kent to do a, a wedding gig tonight um with a band that i, that I debt for so that's 
should be fun. It's a bigger band as well, again. So, you know, keys, nice. horns and stuff. So I can just kind of play around a bit during the night. It's a few, um, a few, it's like changing the set because there's a different singer. Um, so there's a few rockier things in there. So a bit, oh, more nice. fun, a bit of a change up. So yeah, it should be, should be all right. It should be a good gig. Looking forward to it. Oh, mate, that sounds great. You've been busy though as well. You sent me a, you sent me just a, a nice little innocuous text last night that just dropped it, dropped into the phone. And, uh, your pedal board has changed again, so we're going to have to talk about that because that, that looked damn sexy for sure. And I love the way you just went, oh, yeah, by the way, I've been buying a few things. And I just looked at that board and I was like, oh, that must sound amazing. And then uh, I've just noticed you've got a bass rig behind you. a bass you. guitar, yeah. I've, I what's, found, what's going I was on? Like, well, I was, I was, I've, I've been trying, you know, I try and write stuff at home as well. Not songs, yeah. really, just trying to write, you know, sounds, if you like, because I, I do have this um, kind of ambition in my mind. I've always had... I'd, I'd like to write music for kind of like production libraries and stuff like yeah. that. You know, yeah. people could use them in their own media and things. And as a hobby, um, I'd love to do that. And the kind of stuff I'd like to do is really just what sounds like a, you know, um, like a rock band kind of thing, you know, mm. just, just mm. instrumental rock music. And I've kind of got everything I need to do that except a bass. And then I was looking on Gumtree this week for like a, you know, second hand instruments and that popped up and it's, um, basically it looks like a music man stingray, but it's made by a company it does. West. Westfield. So it's only like a cheap. Oh, I know Westfield. Yeah, yeah, I got it for a steal. I got it for like 50 quid, which is fantastic. And the only thing wrong with it, it's got one tuning peg broken, which right. I can still tune it though, if I use a screwdriver, just the handle okay. has basically snapped away. I see. Um, but I th- bought it and I've been playing around with it. I don't, I don't really play bass very well mm. at all, you know, mm. like all guitarists. I, I know I can navigate my way around a fretboard, but yeah. you know, I sound like a guitarist trying to play bass. Yeah, same, same. But that's why I got it, because I just wanted, I thought, well, now I've got what I need to kind of... You you know, just play around recording some stuff. Brilliant. You know, trying to make some bits and pieces because it's like like the track that you know the track that we use at the beginning of the podcast when I'm doing yeah the intro stuff like yeah that. which you re- you recorded all that uh, that's yeah. it yeah I rec- I recorded that and um you know that's all like program drums and my guitar but the bass in that is actually a bass sample sound played on mm. keyboard and I've always wanted to I always wish you just had a proper rocking bass kind of thing so I might update yeah. that at some point uh, but yeah so yeah actually there has been quite a lot of gear changes here recently i'm yeah. in the midst of you know um selling some stuff now to kind of recoup <laughs> although you know I'm, I'm still i still don't know what i'm gonna sell i've still not decided that some of the things i've bought are the right thing because a lot of them are kind of reverb and ebay bargains so this is your board this is your new board right this is my so, board yeah should we ever talk, talk us through it i'm gonna pull up yeah. a picture on, on my phone while i'm talking to you uh, <laughs> so, so i can, so let me so take I can you have through, a look at it take you through the signal chain so um what what happened was this started really last year just before lockdown where mm. i decided mm. after uh doing some gigs the previous year that um i really was a bit fed up of having a fairly heavy rig you know right quite a lot okay. lots of stuff to carry around big heavy amp um and i wanted an easier life knowing that most of the gigs that i do really are debt gigs in um you know long drives away not mm. in a simple mm. pub you know the debt gigs are long drive away and you know you tend to be playing in venues that you know don't have easy loading 
cabins difficult to get in and out of so I thought I just want to have a rig that is simpler for me to to kind of use but also more lightweight a little bit less cumbersome and that's when I bought the orange Terra stamp because that's a guitar yeah. amp that sits on your board and I really like it um, but it's, it's sound wise it's not as versatile as I needed it to be and then what I decided to do like shooting forward in time a bit to more recently mm. I decided to keep my eye out for a preamp pedal of some kind that mm. would give me a more kind of a better amp like sound but I could still use the Terra stamp effectively as just a board mounted power amp and that's when I dropped on the Victory Countess yeah. preamp which actually oh. I, again I got for a, a steal I had to, you know sold a couple of things purchased that um, yeah that's a stunning preamp it sounds fantastic I'm really only using one channel at the moment the, the clean channel on it breaks up beautifully when it's cranked it's kind yeah. of like a Fender Deluxe kind of thing going on no. um, so that's fantastic um, that's exactly the kind of sound I wanted and the second channel's got this real martially thing going on but maybe a mm. bit more between a Marshall and a more high gain like Mesa oh really no, so you've got, so you got a lot of versatility there on that one preamp there, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the it's the Guthrie Govan you know amp uh, basically kind of what it's based on um, so it sounds fantastic so, so I updated you know the board I was running before then was basically uh, it was the Terra Stamp with uh, just a couple of pedals which was the Spark Mini Boost uh, yeah. which I really like and like a, a clon clon a little mini clon clon kind of thing yeah which I use as a gainy pen I know a lot of people use a clon as like a mid boost almost clean I prefer it as a gain pedal cool. uh, and that was going that was going into a TC electronic system and then into into the what's it into the into the Countess and that sounded okay but um, um, I was really frustrated with some technical issues I was getting with the TC Electronic. Uh, I couldn't get it to sit well in loop as a loop-only system, you know, so it, I wasn't using any of the drives. Um, and I thought, well, why don't, why don't I just go back to pedals? So that's where I am mm. now. So I've still got the TC. I'm going to sell that. Um but what I've updated now is I've got I, my guitar goes onto the board. I hit my mini boost, which I'm actually going to I'm going to drop that and I'm going to replace that with a tuner because believe it or not, I don't have a tuner pedal because I've always yeah. relied on either uh, like a snark on my headstock or the tuner that's built into the TC Electronic Nova system. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm probably going to drop the spark boost and put um, a, a poly tuner in there at some point. Yeah, that then goes into that. that. Yeah, yeah, and I think you know I'm, I'm going to miss that if I don't have it, um, especially just for muting. Um, Mm-hmm. And then that goes into that little clon clone, which is another mini pedal size thing, a mosky clon, you know, cheap kind of, you know, one of those cheap clon clones that, that people have. I mean, you've got a fairly yeah. cheap clon clone, haven't you? But it's not a mini. Yeah, pedal. I have. I have, and I really like it. It's, it's still on the board, and I use it as my kind of always on. Yeah, uh, clean, slightly, sli- ever so slightly broken up uh, mm. sound because I'm I'm playing into a Fender Blues Deluxe uh, mm. on the clean channel. Um, I, I'm not a huge fan of the of the drive channel on it. I know a lot of people aren't huge fans of the drive mm. channel on the on the Blues Deluxe, particularly the Hot Rod Deluxe is a little bit more gritty, but the Blues Deluxe it's it doesn't have much gain in it. Um, so when I replaced the speaker, it did it did massively improve the the versatility of the drive channel, but I. 
I just love the, the clean channel and then the way it takes pedals. And if I put the, the Clon clone that I've got, um, it's this, it's this one that was about, that I got off wish.com for like, like 50, 50 quid. It was the one that's, you can look up on YouTube and stuff where it sounds remarkably uh, good, uh, considering its price. And yeah, I use it as, as you said, a lot of people do, which is just as a, uh, as a, as the first kind of gain stage in my signal chain, just mm. pushing the amp a little bit, even for clean work, but just with a slight bit of grip, because in a live situation, being super clean and super jangly, uh, if unless you're playing like funky stuff or really clean stuff where you want it to sparkle, if I'm playing rock stuff, a rock clean sound isn't ever purely clean. It's got no, a little bit no, of, exactly. Little you bit want of, a little bit of you know, just a little bit of something on it, a little bit of hair on it, yeah, tiny bit of hair exactly, on it. exactly. <laughs> That's how I like a clean sound to be as well. I wanted yeah. a clean sound to be when I've got, um, if I'm in like an out affairs position, it sounds clean. But if I yeah. if I go to the humbucker at the bridge and dig in, it sounds crunchy. That's that's the perfect yeah. kind of clean sound for me. And yeah. and like I said, that that orange stamp that I have, um, it's just straight ahead clean was grey. Mm. Mm. It's really rocky, kind of. It's almost fuzzy. It's great for a solo top. It's good too. Mm. Mm. But that crunch part is just it's. it's it's a little bit too orange, <laughs> a little yeah. bit too orange sounding, a little bit too yeah. kind of in your face. So, um, and although it's, although it's a really, it's a, I mean, it's a great little bit of kit. It's the kind of thing really that, um, is good to keep in, in a gig bag, almost as a get out of jail kind of, you know, little lamp if you ever need one. But, yeah. um, it's, yeah, it's, it's really usable, but, um, the, the tone, cause it's just got this tone control on it rather than an EQ. It yeah. It's a very orange thing, to. isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Can quite hard when you need to to adjust the sound the way you want it because it doesn't have you know a, a more standard kind of you know bass mid and treble EQ mm. which this Victory mm. preamp does um, so yeah so I'm coming out of this this little clone and now I'm going into a T-Rex Moller drive which is a dual boost and drive so it's basically yeah. kind of like a slightly modded um, Tube Screamer type sound with okay. clean boost um, but it's got a cool little mix knob on it which means you can mix the clean signal with the drive Ooh, i'm looking at the picture of it now yeah. it looks it looks <laughs> wicked it looks it's, great it's cool it's, it sounds really great really natural yeah. does the same thing a tube screamer does where it really tightens up yeah. that bottom end you, you can hear the bottom end drop out a little bit uh, yeah. but it comes out in the mix and the boost it's got a nice up to it i think 20 decibel boost on it which i've got pranked because the boost on its own into the countess you know straight into the countess sounds fantastic mm. um so i can i, I can nice. I, I can turn those things on individually as well some like dual drive or drive and boost pedals you can't turn the boost on unless the drive's already on but these two yeah they operate completely independently independently and you've got uh, a voice of, function on it as well which is like yeah, another so bit of contouring or tone shaping as well is it? it basically makes it into more of a full range drive so okay. you can either click the voice down and it just you can hear the bottom end come back in nice. um or i can i leave it kind of in the tube screamer type thing because i think you know i'm like I'm, that mid mid push. yeah that's it. it's better for the mix as well i think yeah 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 nice lovely lovely looking pedal yeah absolutely and it's and it's and it's yeah it's really great and it's a t-rex as well which is which is a yeah. fantastic brand you know yeah forgotten danish brand really um that that makes superb stuff cool Sorry to interrupt this super interesting conversation. However, if you've made it this far, maybe you should subscribe to the Guitar Smarts podcast. Go and do that now, and then let's get right back to it. 
Then that goes into a TC Electronic June 60 chorus, which is again, a, I was just looking for chorus pedals and I saw that one going. Somebody was selling that really, really good value on um, Reverb. And I thought, I'll go and listen to some demos of it. And it sounded great. And I really like the idea of it having this inbuilt sound that you can't alter. You just got to select yeah. one of basically three sounds. It's either one, two, yeah. or both of them together. Yeah. And simple. what that's based on, it's based on an old um, synthesizer by, who did the, I think it was a Yamaha, Yamaha synth, mm-hmm. the Juno, the Juno synth. It might be Roland, might be Yamaha. Not a synth yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah, I know the Juno, the Juno synth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. it, yeah. So that had an inbuilt chorus. Um, yeah. And that's what it's based based on. It's not an exact sound of the of it, but it's that's what it's based on. And the the aesthetic of the pedal as well. It looks it? like a synth. Yeah, it looks it looks like an old 70s synth. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but like in pedal format. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And it sounds great. It's very kind of swirly chorus sound. Um, mm. I mm. love chorus for, for cleans mm. and stuff and from particular songs. And, um, yeah. and I think it's essential as I well do. for some songs like, like in the set that, that we'll do tonight, there are things like um, um, Uptown Funk, not Downtown Funk, like I said the other week. <laughs> Uptown Funk, which I think needs chorus on the guitar. And also uh-huh. um, that Whitney Houston track, Wanna Dance With Somebody. That's, de- that's yeah. you know, classic 80s track. It's got to have a bit of chorus yeah. on the guitar. So yeah. things like that. I love chorus. I love chorus. So, even, you know, it, chorus is one of those effects where I think it is, it's brilliant just subtly on a nice bit of clean guitar yeah. just to add a bit of richness and a, and, a, and a bit of kind of extra interest on it. But also like a massively chorus guitar sound also sounds fantastic. I think it's one of those effects that that just has a lot of versatility and applicability to different songs, uh, whether you use it in, in light, like kind of judicious amounts or whether you just go for it and just go, yeah, there's yeah. going to be a, a boatload of chorus on this. And you just go, yeah, but it, but it sounds really cool. Is it? Yeah, exactly. I love it. Love it. Great effect. I love chorus. And it's, it, you know, and you hear so much of it in the, on 80s music, 80s yeah. rock, stuff like that. I've yeah. got some, you know, the clean guitars have always got loads of delay, loads yeah. of chorus, loads of reverb. I love that yeah. lush kind of, you know, soundscape that you get on a guitar, you know. <laughs> it yeah, just yeah. sounds fantastic. I mean, we've spoken a lot about our love of Clapton's kind of 80s stuff and we spoke a lot about the kind of John Mayer tone that he's got now kind of um, harking back to Clapton's kind of 80s tone and stuff. And I'm sure there's there's like a light little smattering of chorus on those dirty tones just to give it that kind of extra richness. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. It has to be. I mean, it's it, sometimes, I mean, chorus is, I mean, it's meant to simulate like, you know, if you were to multi-track, if you were to play the same guitar solo twice in a recording, the sound the sound of like a uh, an ensemble of instruments, you know, if you go mm. to um, uh, the, the, you know, uh, to an, op- an opera or something, you hear an orchestra playing and all those, all those violins playing the same note or the same melody at the same time, mm-hmm. they have this natural chorusing effect because they're all, they're all playing so well, but they, they'll be slightly out of tune with each other or sound slightly differently and come in and out of tune with each other over time. And yeah. that sound, you know, expands the feeling of what's being played. That's what choruses, that's what a chorus pedal is trying to do. That what mm-hmm. a chorus pedal actually does is basically you, you'll notice if you if you go online and look at chorus pedals, you'll notice there's a lot of pedals out there that do chorus and vibrato mm-hmm. because all a chorus pedal is is a vibrato effect with the dry effect mixed in with it, so that you mm. hear the chorus sound is just the, that coming and going, that difference in pitch between your signal and the dry and the chorus signal, the vibrato signal, and mixed together you get that chorus effect. In different speeds and different depths of the vibrato create those different chorusing sounds. So that's all no. of it. A chorus is. It's 
it's just replicating yeah. what it sounds like to it's as if you if you were to record two or three rhythm tracks that are playing exactly the same thing and then play mm. them all back mm. you'd probably start to hear a natural chorusing effect from the awesome. just slightly different pitch changes and things but then out of the chorus I'm, I'm now coming back into the countess on the guitar input okay so the countess okay. then receives from the chorus into the front end yeah. of the preamp and the yeah. countess has this really great thing well you'll notice on it on the pedals on the front of it you've got channel one channel two switch and the right. bypass switch and what yeah. what Martin Kidd at Victory's done in his genius is uh, built in the the ability to do the four cable method into this preamp mm. pedal mm. so yes. the routing now from the pedal is it's, I've, I've gone into the guitar input on the countess I yeah. then have an output into the orange orange uh, Terra Stamps preamp in so the guitar yeah. in yeah. I then bring the FX send of that orange amp back into the countess yeah. and then the effects return from the countess goes through my yeah. time based pedals which is a uh, Fox Geo Echo Sex Mini which is basically a, an Echoplex um, yeah. type delay so tape type delay it sounds great loads of like modulation on the repeats and things that goes into a little just a cheap Biang Triver pedal which has got spring mm. reverb in mm. basically and then that goes back to the effects return of the orange yeah um, nice yeah and then and then obviously that's the power amp in the orange and that goes out to the speaker but what yeah. that means so you're putting is, all your time based effects in the, in in the, the loop, loop rather rather right. than them hitting the preamp first but I'm also putting in the loop of, of the countess the preamp of the orange amp yeah so now I've yeah. got I've got the clean sound of the countess I've got the dirty sound of the countess but if I press bypass on the countess I still get all my pedals and all my effects but mm. I get the preamp of the orange amp so I've effectively got a three channel amp now yeah. with yeah. all the pedals in the front of it but I really I'm probably only ever going to use channel one on the countess and then for anything more rocky probably channel two for a bit more gain um, yeah. but it's really versatile rig now so I'm just I'm looking forward to seeing how it kind of performs tonight <laughs> although with the way these gigs have gone depping for this band you tend to turn up and set up not get a sound check do a line check mm. 10 minutes before the first dance and then I just have to put up with the fact that I haven't got the sound that I want out of my rig for the whole gig and it's a compromise yeah. and I can barely hear myself anyway because you know it's quiet stages these it's just no enjoyment in it anymore yeah so so now I've done that rig I'm thinking about the next one already <laughs> 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 yeah, so so I, ideally, the, there is an ideal situation here that I would like, which is that I have this rig, which I think is going to be perfect for me in terms of doing more of the gigs that I want to do, um, you know, playing in a covers band in pubs and, and stuff and playing with people and jamming with people I want to play with, doing music I love, because uh, it's got all the sounds in it that I know I like. But, you know, over the next couple of years, what I'd like to do really is maybe invest in something a bit more high tech. You remember when we had our chat with Rory Harvey? I do. I was going to mention what he goes out with well, exactly in, term, in terms of a light, convenient rig, and yeah. that's the Helix, Helix stuff, the right? Helix. That's that's pretty much what I what I want to do. I think I want to, yeah. you yeah. know, um, save a bit, of, save up a bit of cash over the coming um, years, and just yeah. invest at some point in um, maybe not even the full Helix, maybe just something like mm-hmm. the Helix Stomp on a small board with um, you know a drive pedal or a couple of drive pedals in front of it, um, because then the Helix Stomp can do all the amp simulation, all the amp modelling, all the cabinet simulation, and it can go straight out into a PA or into yep. a full range, a flat response speaker. Um, I can have a few presets on it to, to trigger effects, and I can have some drives in front of it. And then I've got a rig then where I can just I can 
turn up with my guitar case and that board and nothing else plug straight into the PA and I know I've got sounds in there that work and that are right and I don't need to do any tweaking why would you why would you put um why would you put the drive pedals on there would you not just use the drives within the helix well it depends if I got the helix stomp you you've only got three pedals on there so if you want if I want to trigger other effects like choruses and delays and things then I won't be able to trigger drives Um, got you so um it's a really there's the larger effects that uh the helix stomp xl which is probably more suitable but that helix stomp is so small that you could have like a little um there's a great video actually online of a guitarist called um Rhett Sull. i don't know if you know the guy oh yeah yeah i know Rhett Sull. yeah he's a good player good player he built a new fly rig which is exactly the kind of thing i'm talking about which is just a hx stomp um i think a delay pedal and a drive pedal um he's using the hx stomp to trigger presets in his delay pedal and to send tap information over midi and it's just three pedals basically a power supply and a tiny board uh, basically smaller board as you could buy um you know like a pedal train nano type thing yeah um but he can get all the sounds he needs out of it for particular gigs you know um and that means also he if he's flying somewhere and he doesn't know what the back line's going to be he doesn't even have to use the back line if he doesn't want to um with yeah. that board he can go straight into a pa um yeah and like a lot of people are saying now like rory said in our conversation with him and he's seeing more and more people online saying it it's really catching up you know dig- the digital modeling and profiling jhs pedals just did a live show this week where they were talking about kemper a profiling mm-hmm. app and obviously josh smith who runs and owns jhs HS pedals over in the US. Um, he's a very, very analog person. Owns a lot of valve amps. Plays and gigs with valve amps. Pedals he designs tend to be analog only pedals. Um, and he said, you know, in that live show, he completely gets it. Why people are going out with Kempers? Because one, they sound fantastic. He can't hear the difference between mm. profile of you know an old Fender Blackface Super and a real one that he owns. Can't hear the difference. Wow. But also, wow. he said, he said, this is what you're hearing when you listen to some like a Helix or a Kemper. You're mm. hearing what sounds like a guitar amp in a studio with a good microphone that's been engineered well, going through a really great sounding preamp and desk, and that's been recorded and mixed beautifully. That's mm. not what you get when you take your valve amp to a gig. Yeah. You get just a sure SM57 stuffed or hung in front of it to a PA yeah. that's had no time to be EQ'd properly. Yeah, yeah. With, the amp, with your amp not maybe running at the right volumes you want it to, to create that exactly. sound, because it's, you know, it's not the right venue to... Yeah, yeah that's why all these guys go out with Kempers or Helixes and things like that because not only are they really convincing sound but they're top quality Mm. tones straight out the cable without having to Mm. worry about microphones and volume and room EQ and things like that and that's you know that's something to consider I think for the future because like I said part of this rig change that I did over the last year was came out of wanting to have a more convenient experience when I'm gigging and and I think I think you know there's still there's still work to be done there but what I've got at the moment I think is the best compromise I could have hoped for between something that's going to satisfy you know the kind of the more basic tones and the more you know standard guitarist requirements that I have in my mind and my, you know, and it also is still a convenient setup for, for a gig and the great thing I love about it as well is I, I it takes me so little time to set up because I've got a nice little IEC strip built in under the board so I have one power that goes in and that powers everything the pedal power supply mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. Countess's own power supply Terra Stamps power supply and because the amp is on my board I don't have to also power an amp behind me so I turn up yeah. to the gig one power cable I've got one speaker cable going to the cab and one guitar cable going to the board and that's it I'm set up mm. you know? so I, I, really just, I do love the convenience of it which is great yeah that's cool man 
but yeah, so that's that's where I am with my uh, with my rig nice. at the moment. You know, still got nice, the Strat, the Les Paul, and all those new guitars other than the bass. But yeah, well, let's see how it goes tonight, mate. I hope it, I hope yeah, you have a good gig with it back. tonight. Yeah, I want to want to hear hear how it goes. I want I want to I want to know what the what the the um, absolute standout pedal was from the new board, the one where you just where you just go, oh, yes, I know which one it's well. going to be. Do you know? Do you? Yeah, yeah. God. it's going to be the Moller. Going to be that T Rex drive it? pedal. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, in what I've been, because I have been trying it at home, both through the cab quietly, but also actually into the into the computer. So I, I, I can output it straight into the computer, not going through the amp, straight out of the preamp, and then in yeah. in my workstation, in my audio workstation, I can use like a um, an, a cabinet and amp simulation software to make it sound like it's coming out of an amp, and yeah. it just responds so beautifully to being hit you know that preamp responds beautifully to being hit by that t-rex so fantastically um and with the preamp set so that it's so that it's on that you know cusp of drive and clean that's it just works so well in different pickup positions and then adding drive or adding boost or both for different things so and that's the one thing i've always struggled with um is getting the balance right between those different gain staging levels Mm. Um, Mm. i think because this t-rex pedal is designed so well it's easy to get the balance right between clean crunch and solo kind of tones which is your bread and butter right isn't it whatever gig that's you it. go to that's it you know, whatever you're doing as long as you can keep a clean sound a crunchy sound and a solo lead tone yeah and maybe yeah. even just as a just as a bonus boost your clean tone a little bit for a clean solo tone then yeah yeah that's all you really need isn't it i think so <laughs> don't forget metal tone <laughs> I got how many how many stages of game stages because because uh, yeah like for ages it was just literally that for me yeah. clean then a crunchy tone and then a lead lead solo tone yeah. and then now somehow i've managed to f- i've managed to find uh like it's, it's, it's like a hobbit when they when they eat meals for the day i've somehow managed to find additional layers of game staging in the same way that they find additional meals that sit in between <laughs> breakfast lunch and dinner i've i've somehow managed to find yeah. like 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 the, uh, the the intervals of gain staging that I didn't yeah. know existed before with this new band. So and they all take the piss out of me for too many pedals. Do they really? Well, I mean, I they say too many. I say that this is what a professional guitar rig looks yeah, like. Yeah, exactly. But, and it does. Yeah, no. um, you don't yeah, have that no, many, yeah. though, do you? Cause I still... don't. No. I don't. No. I don't. Give us a run through. Just, you know, give us a run through of what, what your current signal chain is. Um, oh, you want the whole signal chain? Yeah, I want yeah. to see the whole... Okay, right. So the whole signal chain is... Um, guitar goes straight into uh, the... Um, uh, well, first of all, I've got a wireless Line Six uh, receiver on on the board as an option. But the the way in which I've cabled it is is it's very easy for me to um, either switch between a wireless uh, kind of setup for the gig, or if it's a small pub gig and it's just not necessary to go wireless, I can just plug straight in with it with a guitar lead. So that's yeah. that's kind of the first thing is there's an option to decide first and foremost whether I, I patch in uh, with a guitar lead or or not. So that's that's easy. Then it's straight into a polytune mini which if you if you are thinking of getting a polytune for your board i highly recommend the mini one because it takes up less space mm-hmm. um, but it still has that great polytune feature which does work where you can just strum all six strings simultaneously 
uh, and it will tell you uh, how far off uh, correct they are relative to, to to where they should be, which is which is a brilliant brilliant little feature. And as you say, I, I learned this trick from you. I use it as a as a muting uh, tool as well, which is great between songs. Uh, just just stamp on it at the end of songs yeah, when I want exactly. To. <laughs> so, mate, I'm honestly that's one bit of advice that you gave me that is just like a game changer. I don't know why, but for years <laughs> I've just habitually had one pickup uh, like with the volume wound down towards mm. the end of a song so I can just use the pickup selector switch to quickly flick to that to kill the sound so so there's no or quickly wind down the volume knob at the end of the song so there's no extraneous noise but yeah. I, like that little bit of advice that you gave was like oh yeah that's so obvious and so so simple why have I not thought of that there's a pedal <laughs> right there on the board where if I just hit that it just mutes go. everything it's the mute. so yeah yeah so tuner uh, is, is useful for that as well uh, so yeah uh, so then tuner right and then we're into the gain staging yeah uh, Oh, no, we're not. No, we're not. See, I see. I do have too many pedals. Now we're into a wah. Oh, of course. So uh, Jim Dunlop, Crybaby wah, uh, which my dad bought me when I was 15 years old. You still and, got that one? Uh, still got that? Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. It's, it's uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's literally lasted me and been gigged every gig I've ever played live. I've always had that wah pedal. Uh, and yeah, it's exactly the same wah pedal. Reminds me of the old story you told me, which is obviously with that one where you did some recording, was it? When you were younger and somebody yes. said to you it sounds great I mean, but it sounds like you just bought a wire pedal literally just bought a wire yeah good song mate that you've written but yeah did you just buy a wire pedal yes I did <laughs> um so yeah, it's still got that wah and it's still going strong. I mean, I've literally changed every part on it. It's probably not the original wah that I bought in the first place. It's had about 17 different wah pots. The wah equivalent <laughs> of triggers. Triggers broom, isn't it? It literally is. So if, if, if for our international audience listening, uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a sitcom, uh, a very old British sitcom called Only Fools and Horses, uh, which, uh, yeah, go and check it out. It's hilarious. We grew up on it but uh, yeah in, in in that sitcom there's there's a uh, there's a guy called trigger who has a broom that he's owned for like i don't know 30 years and he's only changed the handle 20 times and and the brush head 50 times but it's but it's never letting down this broom it's it's lasted him so that my wild pedal is kind of like that yeah. i've had to, I've had, I've had to replace every part on it at some point because it's broken but That's i've still amazing. had that wire since i was 15 years old next time you gig next time you gig i want you to look down at that just before you step on it and just just uh, just remind yourself it's triggers broom <laughs> <laughs> you'll giggle you'll have a little giggle to yourself mid gig just before you do that sweet I will, I will. outro I will. <laughs> uh, yeah literally yeah just wetting myself with laughter uh then all right so now we're into the game staging yeah. so so first and foremost, we're into that that Clon clone, that Wish.com clone, which I think is superb. It sounds really, really good. So I use it in a couple of different ways. One, I use it as a kind of a clean, uh, crunchy boost just to, to, you know, put a little bit of hair on any clean tones that I'm wanting to do for certain songs. I also use it to just uh, bump some of the other drive pedals that I that I might use because it it just helps cut through the mix a little bit mm-hmm. um, on on certain certain sounds. So so that's the first drive stage. Then I'm into um, the way huge, uh, super terrific over 
drive that you recommended to my wife. That yeah. is a great pedal. Yeah. Really, really nice pedal. So that's my crunchy, dirty kind of rhythm type tone, but it's really versatile, that pedal. Um, you hit it with the, with the clon in front of it and it, and it can be a, a really nice bluesy lead tone. Um, it's a good pedal. What does it go into next? Uh, oh yeah. My, my favorite, my favorite, which is the super badass distortion. Yeah. MXR. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's literally a Marshall JCM 800 in a box. It's, it's superb. It's absolutely brilliant for all, wow. all that kind of guns and roses type tone and ACDC type tone and Motley Crue and stuff. It's just got that eighties, you know, JCM 800 silver mm. Jubilee type highly driven sound. It's brilliant with a Les Paul. It just sounds great. Uh, and then because that wasn't enough gain staging, um, and then for some of the metal numbers that we do, I actually use a Proco Rat. Ah, yeah, uh, which is a, that's a good high, that's a classic high gain kind of thing, isn't it's it? A, yeah, I use that for my kind of in, a little bit sometimes in combination with the clon mm-hmm. and pushing the pushing the rat. Um, is I get my kind of Metallica type tones that I need for the for those Metallica numbers that mm-hmm. we do. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's it's not it's not identical, but it is definitely a high gain metal tone that I get out of that combination. Wow. So, um, so. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what's on the board, and then I've got like uh, chorus delay, um, a reverb pedal if I need it. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's yeah, there, that's quite a lot of pedals, isn't it? But you know, what that's can not you do? too bad. Yeah. I think that's pretty that's pretty conservative for you know for a lot of people. Yeah, a lot of people these days you might only have a few pedals, but some for some people they have things like Strymon timelines and stuff, which are yeah, four, three four hundred pounds or five hundred dollars worth of delay pedal and things like that. I think yeah. I think that's pretty conservative and hey here's an interesting thing so you love that STR panel you really like your MXR super badass so that's George Trips oh I really do George Trips for both you know because he's really pretty much much over recent years you know MXR one of the head designers there where huge is his thing but years ago you were line you were a line six guy weren't you for a long time yeah 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 for a long time for a long time because because of exactly all the reasons that you said which is the convenience Mm -hmm. of not having to take too much out I was always a little bit perplexed and mystified by pedals, the interplay between pedals, gain staging, mm. what to run in a loop, what not to run in a loop. Um, all, all of that kind of stuff kind of filled me with anxiety and kind of nervousness. And so when somebody said, look, there's this company that's doing this stuff that's modelled, it's all in one floor-based unit, and you can just program it to uh, create the signal chain that you want, and there's plenty of little, and, and literally just stomp on a button, and it will configure it all to that particular sound you're after. I was like, well, that's that's surely the way forward, mm. um, which it was for me for a while, but I always had to concede that the sound and the tone was never going to quite replace the feeling uh, and the feeling of playing through a proper, proper guitar pedal amp type rig. But, you know, but that was... I don't know, 20 years ago, I was using that type yeah. of setup. Yeah. Now, fast forward 20 years, and now people are going, okay, yeah, that Line 6 stuff back in the day, the pods and all of that, they, they were pretty good and pretty uh, innovative, right, yeah. in their approach and, and the convenience they were offering, but there was always something a little bit lacking. Now, we're having discussions around Kemper and Helix where you go, well, there is no compromise now. You're getting the sound and you're getting the convenience and you don't feel like you're compromising on one on one That's of those. It. The other than yeah, the DSP capabilities yeah. caught up now in terms yeah. of processing power That's that you it. can recreate the things. But do you know who it was who Line Six poached away from MXR to do the original pod and all no. the pods? No, no. 
George Tripp. Go on. My God, who is this guru? He's, he's the man. Him, people like him, Robert Keeley, you know, the, yeah. <laughs> Keely, those yeah. guys are, yeah. you know, responsible for so much in guitar sounds, almost more than people think. God bless them. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and their naming and their obscure naming of yeah. the way huge pedals yeah. that's just that's made my week it, I didn't realise until this week I was reading that George Tripp was you know heavily involved in early Line 6 development of the pod and pod XT wow. and, and the stuff yeah, you know that yeah. like that that floorboard you had I can't remember which one it was yeah. like the XT line pod XT like that that's that was, it uh, that's yeah. all George Tripp stuff so I've still got it are. I've still got it here yeah, yeah. they're great that's, I mean I, I thought it sounded fantastic when you gigged with it especially because you it had the very Variax as well because you had Still the Variax that, connected yeah. properly so in your presets you were changing your guitar types as well weren't you I guess in some yeah way. you could change you could literally press on one button and go from a 12 string Martin acoustic yeah. press another button right next to it and it would switch your entire rig to like a I don't know a Fender Strat through a Blues Deluxe yeah, yeah it was it was great it was brilliant the versatility of it and it and it it, it was more than a gimmick it was yeah. it was uh, it was usable and it was convincing but it was still yeah it, it didn't have the any of the authenticity or kind of romance around it and, and arguably wasn't 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 exactly uh but i might have to plug that in this weekend and just see if it all works yeah and, uh, you should what it sounds like yeah i'm quite, quite intrigued oh Do you want some guitar news? Yeah. Show us some guitar news. Let's do some guitar news. Uh, Clapton's got a new album. Apparently so. Yeah. Oh, have you heard about this? I have heard about it, yeah. It's like a it's, it's like a, a remake of the MTV Unplugged session. Apparently so. <laughs> Oh. I have a I have a bit of a love hate relationship with Clapton at the moment. Uh, yeah, I can tell by the tone of your voice. You sound neither excited nor impressed. You well, sound almost kind of like, almost full of disdain yeah, for your for your no, guitar just, hero. That's just fine. Music, What's happened musically? Like, <laughs> anything he does recently musically, I find a little bit kind of. Uh, meh. Yeah. You know. Also, yeah. you know, he's kind of he's the stance he's taken recently of a little bit of a damaging stance potentially for for him to to come out because he's had a bad experience with being vaccinated and now he's saying that uh, know, he's he's pretty much anti-vax. Come on, you shouldn't be making comments like that. You're a guitarist and a rock star, um, mm, and you know you mm. come from a privileged position. But so so I kind of I find him a little bit difficult to swallow at the moment. Not to say that I don't still love his music, but yes, I will yeah. be listening to that because I think it's it's. it's, it's his band, isn't it? It's Nathan East, yeah, Steve yeah. Gadd, Chris Stanton, yeah. I think on keys. And I, I'm That's looking it. at the set list of what he's recorded. There's some stuff in there I've never heard him play before. So I will give it a, a listen at some yeah. point. Um, but yeah, that's 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 surprising, really, isn't it? I, I didn't. I, he, sometimes he does this, though, doesn't I, he? You just suddenly realise, oh, he he's recorded an album, and, yeah. <laughs> and out he yeah. comes. Yeah. Well, he couldn't make any. He couldn't make any money from his uh, Royal Royal Albert Hall final gig uh, annual uh, thing. Every every year, it's the final gig at the Albert Hall. But, exactly. But the, <laughs> it's been saying that year. since. Oh, crazy! Yeah. What was it? When me and so, do you remember when? we talked about um, the record shop and stuff and listening to albums when the yeah. podcast did a few yeah. weeks ago and you talked about you, you went to Ben's record Collector's Records in Guildford um, shout yeah. out to those guys fantastic place um, you went there and one of the albums you bought was Clapton Live at the Budokan 2001 yeah it did um, yeah. so that yeah. tour in, me and my dad saw him at the same tour in Manchester 
And in the right. program notes, he spoke about it being probably his last world tour. This is yes. so. This is twenty years ago. This is how long yes. he's been talking about retiring and and not wanting yeah. to carry on anymore because he's scared that he's going to get to a point where he's embarrassing himself and he doesn't want it to get like that because obviously he's now got health conditions yeah. where I think he's got something called neuropathy, um, yeah, which is affecting obviously his ability to control his limbs and feelings and things like that. So oh. at some point he's not going to be able to. Do do it anymore but he's been talking about this for 20 years which is yeah just, you know amazing damien lodrick and i went to see him uh, at the albert hall probably six years ago maybe longer yeah maybe longer than that last time i saw him was at the right i think at the royal albert hall um and probably about the, actually i think might have been the same tour that you saw yeah. at the albert the hall se- it was the, the, the same kind of yeah period. yeah that's the one that's, that's the one yeah when we had nathan east on bass to get bass again and nathan was singing can't find my way that's that's right. The That's right. Of the gig for me was that. Yes, song. I agree. Superb. Yeah, I agree. But that was his, that was supposed to be his last uh, <laughs> last gig of the album as well. Yeah, six years later, six <laughs> years oh. old. Well, nice. I'm going to I'm, I'm I'm going to I'm going to listen to this when it comes out. Yeah, um, with, with with arguably less disdain than you. <laughs> And and let, and let's see. There is a little clip. There is a little clipette on, uh, on 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 the internet where you can have a look and see what it's all about. But uh, yeah, um, uh, it'll be interesting to see if it captures the same magic uh, of the MTV Unplugged sessions, um, of which a number of these players were on as well. Um, cool. Yeah. Other guitar news. <laughs> what else? What else is new in the guitar world? Well, here you go. Here's here's something which I think just uh, in time for for Christmas. Let me see. Can I? Can I? even share my screen with you can how do i do that here here let me put a url in the in the chat okay. function that'll be easier right here you go click on that bad boy <laughs> not the same url that i had yay <laughs> no way yes way <laughs> no. tell me you don't want tell me you don't want that Tell me you don't want that. This is okay. So before we, uh, listeners are going, tell us what you're looking at. <laughs> so what Kieran has done, he sent me a link to uh, Lego.com. So you know, if you're into yeah. Lego, Lego Legos, as you say in the yeah. US, um, you know the little toy plastic bricks that you can build into various different things. Uh, so there is now a Fender Stratocaster Lego kit. I mean, it's it's like yeah. it's a hundred dollars. Yeah, but Lego's Lego's expensive anyway. Yeah, I thought exactly. it might be more than that because Lego uh, brand new Lego set. And not are not cheap, no. but not only do, does it does it have build your own Stratocaster, it also comes with a sixty five Princeton Reverb amp oh to build with it. It's a it's a set. It's a, it's a set. I love the fact there's a picture the of a guy who's just built it looking down the neck as if he's checking like twist on the neck or or something like that, and just making sure it's set up fret level properly. Uh, I mean, that I is so pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Uh, it's brilliant. It's got a tremolo it? I don't know what... it and everything in the guitar kit, yeah. cable, three pickups, yes. three control. Oh my God. My yeah. favourite part. If you look down one of the pictures, you can lift the lid on the Princeton and you can see all the circuitry yeah. inside. Yeah, I know. It's got all the valves in the back. It's got you, it's got, got all the speaker magnet. It, I just, it's awesome. I got, I got goosebumps then looking at that. That's incredible. <laughs> the detail. The detail. It's. <laughs> Look at the strap as well. It's a proper little fender strap. 
I mean, that is so cool. My son's just got into Lego recently as well because he's been watching the Lego movies. So we bought him some Lego and a couple of little um, kits for things like Minecraft and Lego movie stuff. And we've been building them with him. So yeah, so he's getting into Lego. This is cool though. Yeah, my my kids love Lego. Yeah, this is one that I would definitely be building myself though. This is way cooler than a Murphy Lab Gibson. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't it? Isn't it? And yours for only $99. So that's 99 US dollars. That's it. So that'll probably probably come out at 80 80 quid in the UK. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. That's pretty cool. I've got some uh, some of the guitar news. Oh, go for it. Boss have come out with a new guitar. Did you know? Who have? Boss. Boss? You know, the pedal Boss boss of Katana and Pedal. They've brought Uh, out a new guitar. Oh, oh, hello. Called the Eurus GS1. It's a cutting-edge Boss electronic guitar crafted in Japan for bold sound innovators. Seamlessly switch between synthesizer and regular guitar sounds. Six onboard memories for storing different synth sounds. (gasps) Premium playability. It's a nice-looking guitar, actually, isn't it? It really is. It's a beautiful-looking guitar. The Eurus concept presents a bold new creative path for adventurous sonic explorers, expanding the traditional guitar experience with powerful and expressive boss technology. Wow. Deep, inspiring, and infinitely playable, the Eurus GS1 will take your musical vision where it's never gone before. This is... uh, I really want to hear this, and I think from scanning over YouTube recently, I think Pete Thorne's just done a demo of it, which I'm interested to hear because his gear demos are the best there are, I think, online. Yeah, his gear demos are fantastic. Right. And, he, and, he tells, and he tells everyone that you should listen to the Guitar Smarts podcast as he well. He does, actually. He has t- said that before. I should remind people that he that. has told people to go and check out Guitar Smarts podcast. Thanks, Pete. That was awesome. Yeah. Um, Came at a cost, but thanks. Um, <laughs> wireless performance control. This looks interesting, so go out and check out. I mean, if you like I like, you know, I, I like vintage stuff. I like mm. classic looking mm. stuff. I'm a big fan of, you know, innovation and new technologies in any, you know, thing. And we've spoken about this before. There seems to be a snobbery in, you know, in the guitar world where people think that more the more vintage, the better, you know. The Murphy Lab. Seems to be a snobbery. Seems to be, mate. There Have is. you ever watched a video of Joe Bonamassa? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. He doesn't like these newfangled 70s guitars, does he? But... Um... <laughs> <laughs> but you fangled seventies. Yeah, but it's but the what I I don't mind people liking you know old stuff because old stuff yeah. is fantastic. A lot of it is just like there's a mojo to it, and you know time cool. has done something to those instruments that has made them something better. You know, partly because of all the natural materials and things. Yeah. Um, but what is there not to like about a brand new twenty four fret Bluetooth guitar with inbuilt synthesizer sounds that you can still play everything on that you can play on? on an old guitar I mean the fact that there are people wow. out there still looking to use new technologies technologies to mm, improve mm. you know to use technology that wasn't made for instruments and using it to yeah. improve instruments is yes. that's amazing why shouldn't we celebrate that why shouldn't we look at things with an open mind and say I'm gonna you know I'd like to try that out I mean who knows what that could do for Absolutely. my playing or my Absolutely. creativity so who t- tell us who this type of guitar would be, would be for in terms of some of the features set on it I mean obviously you could any guitarist could use this plug this in gig it and have a have a beautiful guitar yeah. that you know Japanese, Japanese workmanship on guitars is well renowned um, in terms of what 
what they the, what, what what comes out of that country in terms of production um, quality. So you know, on on face value, you are getting a beautiful made instrument, yeah. which has um, got you know many different pickup configurations um, to to choose. You've got a really nice trem, and it and it will be a beautiful playing guitar. But the bonus of this is you are getting some Boss wizardry in it mm-hmm. to enable this kind of MIDI capability. Now MIDI is not a new thing on a guitar. This has been around since Roland uh, in the eighties. Seventies, wow. There were MIDI guitars, uh, yeah. And since yeah, yeah. Casio made some, I think late seventies, early eighties. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. They've been around. You know, guitar synthesization has been around for a long time. Right. So why why would Boss do this now? And and what what do we think is 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 behind the thinking of of bringing something like this to the, to the market? Yeah. What? How? How would you? I mean, presumably for the session or studio guitarist, or even for somebody just doing some recording stuff at home, this is going to be an incredibly uh, versatile piece of kit now, above and beyond yeah. what they might already already have. Absolutely. Well, I think if you're a, um, let's say you are somebody who creates, um, you know, creates music at home, maybe for media, or, or you're a songwriter, or you know, if you're a guitarist and you want to have, say, synth sounds and you music and you, you don't manage well on a keyboard this is a great way of having an alternative way of recording and creating some of those sounds that you would do on a keyboard mm. usually instead but you can mm-hmm. you know play it on guitar um i think it's great for for anyone really who's looking to to experiment with different sounds if you're in a band maybe that you know you want to fill out the sound a bit more with synth sounds and you're looking for a keyboard player well maybe you don't need a keyboard player maybe one of the guitarists can now play guitar and have synth sounds in the background as well because i think you can mix the sound of the two on this guitar it doesn't have to be one or the really? other you can have a volume control knob oh. so that you can have you know if you're playing chords or strumming chords you can also have a synth pad in the background that is coming out of that so um i'd, I'd say anyone who wants to who who has a desire to express themselves through different sounds from different instruments but can't play those instruments this might be hmm. a way to facilitate that without having to learn a different instrument cool. i remember my my very first guitar teacher chris sadgerson who Mm. Uh, actually is no longer with us but um, was a fantastic guitarist and his home recording setup he had this amazing Ibanez guitar um, he had like a Mesa Boogie amp and stuff but for most of the lessons he'd play through like a um, like a Digitech preamp and he'd record onto like a little Apple Mac that he had at the time an old one you know really old thing that was like an inbuilt computer and, and monitor but he also had a Roland guitar synth as well his Ibanez guitar had the ah. old you know the little pickup you could attach on yeah. and wire it in so yeah. if we were if he sometimes wanted to record a track for me to play over if we were doing some improvisation you know or whatever he'd he'd say let's record a track so that you can come up with some chord ideas yourself to play over um he'd just use the synth to do a drum track so he'd be playing the mm. drums on his guitar because he can trigger all those midi sounds through so it's not just about strange sounds and synthesizer pads and things like that you can use it for triggering other midi triggered things like drum samples and stuff and oh, wow. he'd be able to just pull a track together super easy doing that so if you're a guitarist and you probably feel quite restricted to that instrument you're not a multi-instrumentalist like some people uh, are lucky to be and have worked hard to be then that's this is probably a really interesting tool for you to try out but genuinely for 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 years i've thought guitars that have come out that have been like this have always looked and seemed a 
little bit rubbish. This looks like yeah, it looks like a killer guitar. It really it does, does doesn't look it? fantastic. It looks really well made. It does. It's very high quality. Oh, it will be. It will be looking at the spec list on it. I mean, they haven't they haven't put rubbish stuff into it. So I mean, it's got Goto hardware and and um, you know it's it's made in Japan. So the the stainless steel of the frets and stuff like that is going to be decent quality. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you can tell. You can tell it's it's a proper proper rosewood fingerboard. None of this imitation or uh, kind of uh, just a lot of guitar manufacturers at the moment are using cheaper. Not nothing. Not necessarily anything bad about them, but mm. certainly cheaper, um, darker woods that approximate the look of rosewood because rosewood's getting more expensive, and certain species of it are not, yeah. not usable anymore. Not and things like that. But, you know, yeah, exactly. But you know, <clears throat> looking at the spec list of this, it looks like they've they've kitted it out well. Mm. Mm, very interesting. Nice, nice bit of guitar news there, mate. Yeah, I mean that's 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 cool. I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing more from that guitar. I wonder how much it is. Yeah, don't know. It doesn't say yet, does it? Boss though, isn't it? Mm. I reckon it's probably going to be a fairly pleasantly surprising price. You think you know, so? I Less than a grand. So. I, I, I reckon if it's a around a grand to fifteen hundred, that's probably. I reckon that would be quite reasonably priced for that kind of instrument. But also, what's yeah. it up against? Well, not a lot these days, is it? Is there? Uh, I mean, it's not really competing with the Variax type stuff no. because this is MIDI, MIDI versus kind of modelled stuff. I suppose you can still you could still get the um, the kind of Roland MIDI attachment thing for your guitar. Mm. But I'm just trying to look up the. Uh, it's quite expensive, actually. It's it's it, it's double what we thought. It's two grand. Is it really? Mm. So yeah, well, I'd say that's grand. fairly expensive for for what it is. I think, like I said, if you're if you're buying that for a very specific need, then you know, then fair enough. But if you're unsure if you need it, that's a lot of outlay, isn't it? Yeah. If you're thinking, well, oh, it might like it, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's going to cost you the same as an American Fender Strat, yeah, but less, but less than a Gibson Standard Les Paul, yeah. So. You know, uh, but everything's probably less than the price <laughs> of a Gibson standard Les Paul, isn't it? <laughs> I think a black market kidney's less than the price of a, of a Gibson standard Les Paul these days, probably. That's another um, conversation, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Let alone if you want a master built kidney. Oh my God. Yeah. A, a Tom Murphy relict kidney. I'm getting, I'm I, getting I, my, Yeah, my, I don't want to start my, ranting, but I was having this rant inside my own head again recently about Murphy. I'm <laughs> just thinking. This is basically Gibson are just trying to flood the market with fake vintage instruments. That's what they're doing. But anyway, sorry, no, we're not, no that's they're not, not fake because they are Gibson. They're, technically. No, but they're fake vintage. That's what oh, they're doing. See, yeah. So they've always done yeah. things like Relict or Roadwall yeah, or yeah, yeah. various things like yeah. that to make things seem old. And it's never been a case of yeah. this is a, this is a you know a vintage. This is meant. It's always meant to be something like. There's never been anything. Whereas now yeah. it's literally they're trying to say this is a 59 Murphy Lab Gibson Les Paul. It's not a 59 mm. Les Paul. It's a 2021 Les Paul made with materials and everything that came from 2021 mm. and 2020. Mm. Stuff that you've had in storage for a few years, whatever. But mm. it's not a vintage instrument, but more so than ever, Gibson are selling them as vintage instrument alternatives. Um, yeah. And people are lapping them up. And I just, I don't yeah, I don't get it. I mean, I do get it because you can have a 59 Les Paul for 10 grand rather than 200 thirty thousand pounds 
That's it. And That's so it, I, it? I understand if you're somebody who really, really wished you had a 59 Les Paul. You can yeah. get a Murphy Lab one, but you've just spent 10 grand on something that isn't a 59 Les Paul still. No, but it, but it's as close as you could probably get. Because not everyone even has access if they wanted to go and buy a 59 Les Paul. It's not like there's like, you know, billions of them on the market and no. they just happen to cost like, you know, half a million yeah. bucks. But if you've got half a million, you can go and buy it. <clears throat> I mean, most of them are sitting in Joe Bonamassa's house anyway. So you'd have to go and mm. call him up and, and mm. beg one off of him. Um, or, I mean, what they're, pro- what they're selling is the dream, isn't it? They're selling, they're selling the dream, but mm. um, I'm just not sure that the dream needs to cost that much because, mm. the, as I've said before, the component parts and the manufacturing process mm. isn't incrementally better. You haven't made the pickups out of gold or diamond or you haven't, you haven't invested additional quality uh materials mm. beyond a point of like you know that it justifying that money or even even the labor costs that go into it but you know, we've co- we've covered this before yeah. and and I, and I do and i do love gibsons and i own gibsons and i like them and all of that but uh, just as time goes by i just care less for the snobbery of it all and yeah. uh especially when you can get some really beautiful alternatives that are equally if not if not more enjoyable to own yeah and sound just as good completely agree uh, a massive, massive um, shout out to Tokai, who I, who I am just loving playing their guitars yeah. at the moment. Yeah. And um, they look near as damn it. I mean, some some people go, yeah, but it, you know, when you get these Les Paul copies and stuff, they don't copy it quite right, or the mm. cutaway's not right, the headstock's not right. Go and buy a Tokai. Um, I played a gig the other day uh, at a festival and some guy came up to me at the end and he was like, man, what is that Les Paul that you've got? I've never seen a Gibson Les Paul with that finish before. Um, you know, it sounds, it sounds absolutely amazing as you would expect from a, is it like a, is it a custom shop reissue? Is it, or, I mean, how did you get that finish on it? Because it is a, str- a slightly, uh, you know, interesting sunburst on it. Mm. Um, and it was only when he came up to me, he was like, that doesn't, that's not Gibson. And I'm like, no, it's a Tokai. And he couldn't believe it he was absolutely he knew his guitars he knew knew what he was talking about he was like i could have i could have sworn that was a gibson he's like every everything about it looks gibson like yeah and it's not even one of the japanese tokais is it no it's a made in china one i told him it cost me it cost me 400 dollars and all i did was okay i changed the pickups and changed the pots in it so i spent another hundred dollars on it yeah um and, and and swapped out the electronics but everything else on it is stock and and it's awesome um so anyway you know horses for courses do what you like it's uh <laughs> you know, it's who am i to tell you I, I, we're just not we're just naturally tight matt and we don't like spending <laughs> money unnecessarily when you can you can get the same thing but for less but you know what do i know what do i know well, there you go cool yeah yeah well i think we'll wrap it up there mate i think because we've gone over some yeah. we've gone over the, the the rigs and we've done some interesting news there and as Although Boss's um, Eurus GS1 synth, uh, you know, electronic guitars, they call it, is an absolutely stunning bit of uh, instrument innovation that we haven't seen for some time. I think it's just pipped to the post, really, by the Lego Ideas Fender Stratocaster <laughs> for $99. comes with the Princeton Reverb guitar The cable. best bit of guitar news we've heard all week. Uh, October, it's October, it's available yeah. to order, I believe. That's it. But, I mean, what, mate, what if they bring out a whole range of these? What if, what if you can, what if they'll do a Gibson, a Rickenbacker, a yeah. little Martin D, D28? Oh, imagine that. I'd, I'd buy them all. You I'd wouldn't, buy them yeah. all. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'd love to have a little toilet. They did a pedal board. Imagine that. They do a little Lego <laughs> pedal board with a tube screamer on it and a wire pedal. Oh, oh man. <laughs> we should we should go and work for Lego, man. This is our opportunity to change yeah, change careers. Absolutely. We should contact Lego and go, look, <laughs> we've had an idea. Yeah, do a 4 by 10 cab with a roadie leaning over <laughs> holding his back next to it. There's a something right into guitar smarts, people. Come to our social media pages and give us your Lego, funny Lego guitar toy ideas. Brilliant. <laughs> For what, Brilliant. what Lego can do. What's next? Yeah. What comes next in the, in, the, in the Lego rock and roll lineup? Amazing. Do a, Amazing. We can do a drum kit as well, but that would be too loud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lots of options. Anyway, mate. On that on that note, mate. Let's call it a day. <laughs> let's, on this one. let's. Cool. Any <laughs> plans right. for the week, mate? Any gigging this weekend? Yeah, gig tomorrow night. I've got Friday night off tonight, which is good because I've got a bit of a cold that I need to recover from. So I am really looking forward to just chilling out tonight, uh, watching some Netflix, having some nice food, getting a good night's sleep, and then, uh, yeah, getting back to some rock tomorrow. Oh, mate. And uh, uh, yeah, the gig is 15 minutes drive from my oh, house fantastic so do you know i'm just i tell you what even though i'm gigging quite a lot with this band that the 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 flip side of it is is that all of the gigs are less than a 20 25 minute commute from my house oh, uh, and tom- tomorrow tomorrow night is is like less than 15 minutes so yeah that's gonna be awesome happy easy. days i don't have that easy life i don't have that luxury tonight i'm out in kent so it, you know it's like oh. maybe two hours tops to get to where the gig is oh. but it's around the m25 so who knows could be three could be four hours I'm gonna on a Friday as well mate. probably within the hour I'm going to set off yeah. for it actually oh mate oh, well look good luck with that journey I know you don't mind the driving when you're gigging no you I don't like actually I enjoy it so. actually to be honest cool. uh, if it's like a, a wedding gig or you know, something where I've you know been quite an en- any energetic gig then um, or a long day I actually enjoy a longer drive you know so yeah. about an hour and a half is perfect Get stick an audio book yeah. on or a podcast that's it chill out you know yeah. grab grab a cup of tea on the way home maybe in a, in a ginsters nice. or something <laughs> You know, sausage roll and just kind of, you know, I'm hungry now. You know, try just just kind of chill out on the way home, and by the time we get a home, little you time, yeah, a little you time, a little time, a few years back, I did a I did a, a debt gig for a mate of mine, and it was in Farnham. Obviously, we were living in Farnham, yeah. and it was over only ten minutes yeah. away. And I came, yeah. I left the gig and got everything packed up. You know, still a bit sweaty and stuff from the gig, and I I got home, and I was like, I'm gonna have to just go and drive around for twenty minutes. I'm not relaxed yet. I won't be able to. I, I, I can't. I like that drive home, settle down kind of. Yeah, I know, know what you mean. It, it, I know what you mean. It's an important part of the gig for me. Yeah. Well, once you finish your sausage roll and your Cornish pasty and your coffee, and, uh, not, and if you find not, yourself... Not both. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> oh, well, no. No, come on. You need some road snacks for two hours at least. <laughs> clean the car out the if you find day. yourself getting a little drowsy give me a call yeah. and we'll have a chat about about how you how your board went fantastic alright buddy really great to chat to you mate cracking chat this week cool yeah, yeah likewise mate speak to you next week have awesome a good gig buddy tonight. take care mate have a good gig tomorrow cheers bye See you later, mate, mate. Bye. Thanks so much for joining us on the podcast this week. Hope you enjoyed it. Remember to come and speak to us on our social media pages and you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. You just need to search Guitar Smarts. And remember, the biggest thing you can do to help us is to rate and review our podcast. And that helps us to get in the ears of more listeners who are looking for guitar-related podcasts. Anyway, speak to you soon. Take care.